Welcome to the Fabric Podcast and our conversation, Let's Go Beyond. In this episode, Greg Meyer talks about going beyond our comfort zone and why it doesn't have to mean going headlong into the danger zone. Good to have you all here today. You are all the kind of people that, you know, just do what you got to do. And I think that's just great. But what we're really doing is we're not looking at just what you have to do, you know, not stopping there, but going beyond, going beyond what might be convenient, going beyond what is, in particular today, what's comfortable, okay? Well, what is it that's just challenging your comfort zone? Your comfort zone being, this is the place I feel safe, secure, I know how to function, um, I know what's expected of me, I don't have to think too hard or do anything too hard. And it might be something in your personal life, it might be at home, it might be something at work. It could be societal stuff that's going on. It, um, it might be that cell phone that you're trying to operate right now, who knows? You know, I really don't have the credentials to say all the things that are kind of pushing us out of our comfort zones today, how they compare to historically, you know, what people have had to deal with. I, I do have a sense, though, that the stuff that's challenging our comfort zones today is very robust, okay? I don't know exactly how to complain. It, and in fact, I would say because of the rapid pace of technology, the change in technology, and then that drives our ability, you know, for mobility that we move around, and then we're exposed to so much. We get news from all over the world. We get ideas, we see people, um, you know, people that used to be far away and exotic, and we maybe know from reading National Geographic that they're really different than us, that's fine because they're in National Geographic and they're in that continent far away. Now they're our neighbors. I mean, there's so many things that have, have changed that experience for us so that it's all, you know, on top of us right now that, you know, I just think it's really up the ante of squeezing down our comfort zones. I really do think our comfort zones are shrinking and they're shifting. I, I think it's harder and harder today to find that happy place and stay in it than it has been and you know what most people do in that situation when their comfort zone gets squeezed down like that? Now, I'll admit this is you know, me playing my armchair psychologist self, so you can argue with me on this, but I think it's probably a pretty safe bet. I think when our comfort zones get, get uh, squeezed like this, we have a tendency to hold on all the more tightly to the comfort zone that we're in. I mean, we just get desperate because it's so hard out there. We build a wall around our comfort zones and we turn our back to all the stuff that's changing, all the stuff that's threatening us out there because we fear, we fear as soon as I leave my comfort zone, where am I? I'm gonna be in my danger zone, right? I mean, that, that's the option. I'm either where I'm comfortable or I'm where I'm uncomfortable and, and that's scary. Now, before I go too far down that road, I do have to make, you know, acknowledge a, a pretty important exception. And that is there's a lot of people in our world who don't really have a choice. I mean, they don't really get an option to live in a comfort zone. I think of our, uh, you know, our, uh, our neighbors that are African-American, our black neighbors that live in a, a, a white dominant society and pretty much on a daily basis are forced with no choice but to live in what would be a danger zone. I think about women, I think about uh, LGBTQ, I think of immigrants, anyone who's in a marginalized status, they are forced a lot of times to just have to give up a comfort zone in order to function in society. Now those are things that the dominant society has done to protect their comfort zones, right? At the expense of other people. And that's something that needs to be changed. 
And, and those, that's a big issue. That could be another message, but that's not where I want to talk about today. I, I want to talk about a comfort zone that anyone and everyone shares, no matter where you are in the world and what's going on in your life, just because of the very simple fact that change is hard. And we don't want to necessarily deal with it. So we retreat to our comfort zones. And when you feel something pushing you out of your comfort zone, all you know, all you can feel is that you are headed to an uncomfortable zone or a danger zone, and then anxiety spikes, you know, all those warning lights go off, and, you know, you avoid that at all costs, right? And because we assume that anything outside of our comfort zones is bad, what do we tend to do? We tend to think that anything that pushes us out of our comfort zone, we don't like it. Anyone who pushes me out of my comfort zone, I don't like them, right? So, you know, that's a problem. Now, for us as a community, as fabric, the fact that something fundamentally is going to change as we look for a new lead pastor means all sorts of things. And one of those things is that it makes many people keenly aware of things that they had taken for granted. Suddenly things that you never even really thought about suddenly become really important. Often those are really more style or preference related, not substance or purpose. But just the fact that it's changing all of a sudden makes you aware of it and you get a little edgy, you get a little bit worried. Yeah, it's a comfort zone issue. As individuals, if you are a parent, your kids are growing and changing, which requires constant recalibration, right? We finally figured out what our kids will eat, and now they won't eat it, right? I had this great relationship going with my middle schooler, and now they are going to high school, and my relationship is I'm an ATM and an Uber driver, you know, and that's it. Or maybe it's at work and the uh, you know, head office has decided that everyone needs to use this new software that's going to track their work and their efficiency. And you're thinking, this is nuts. What's wrong with what we've been doing it and how we've been doing it all along? This isn't helping me do my job at all. Yeah, we get pushed out of our comfort zones. So we're all constantly getting pushed out of those comfort zones. And so what are you going to do? Are you just going to react? Are you going to react out of the fear that you feel when you're getting pushed out of that? And you're either going to fight or you're going to, you know, flight, you're going to flee from it, or you're going to freeze and just pretend it's not happening? Or will you hit the pause button? Will you consider the possibility that life outside of my comfort zone may be not so bad, I just don't know it yet, right? And it may not only be somewhere I have to go, I need to go, but it might actually be somewhere that I want to go. Heidi, how about we do some slacklining here? Yeah, I'm Heidi Esposito, if I haven't met you yet, and I get the privilege of creating and leading things with all these wonderful small people that we have with us today. And today I asked a couple of volunteers to help me with this slacklining. So Naomi, if you would come down, and Shane, come down and join us. I think Naomi, I texted your dad, and Shane, I gave you a text yesterday to say, hey, can you help us out with something during the message? We're gonna be doing a little demonstration. And then at some point along the way, you discovered that this demonstration involved a slackline, right? Well, are you willing to give this a try? Okay, all right, let's come over here. 
so we have um, our version of a slack line here. And I want you to, first of all, notice that it isn't between skyscrapers, right? It's only about maybe three feet off the ground, all right? And I want you to know that we tested it out this morning. We had Ethan and Claudia on top of it. So we know it's strong, right? Okay. And I watched at least three YouTube videos, so I'm here to help you <laughs> um, figure this out. All right, so the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna just do it with one foot, because that's easier to balance, I learned. And another tip that I wanna give you, you think you're gonna wanna look down at your feet, but that makes it harder for you to kinda keep your center of gravity on the slack line. So I want you to look at the, at the post, okay? All right, and what else do you think might help you in this balancing gig? What do you have on your bodies that might help you? <laughs> right, arms. If you put your arms out, that also helps you to find your center of gravity, all right? And um, Greg and I are gonna be here to help you at the first step. We're gonna be sort of a thing for you to hang on to. And you out there, you have a job too. Um, we could use some encouragement over here, so, you know, shout some things out, yeah, clap, all those good things to cheer us on a little bit. All right, who do you think wants to go first with this? Naomi, you want to go first? Woo! All right, so we're going to let you come up here. Let's just put... As you likely gathered, we had two volunteers of very different ages get onto the slack line, and with the help and support that Heidi and Greg offered, they were wobbly but safe and pretty successful in doing what they were trying to do. If you want to see it, go to the Fabric Minneapolis YouTube channel and find the recording of our live stream. All right. A round of applause for people that went out of their comfort zone this day. So, you know, that slack line is really a good picture of what it takes to voluntarily step out of your comfort zone onto something that you're not quite sure how to negotiate rather than involuntary. It's, it's an example of choosing to do something, you know, different, right? Now, what did Heidi give Naomi and Shane to help them step out on that slack line? you know, to uh, make being out of their comfort zone not an immediate step into a danger zone, to help them to pry apart the comfort zone and the danger zone, right? So they're, they're not just an immediate step from one to the other. First, she gave them some perspective, right? To, you know, it's only, a, it's only a little bit off the ground. And um, made it clear, you don't have to, you know, live on this. This is something to try. Don't worry if you don't do well. It's going to feel funny, right? You know, you can grab on if you need to. She also not only gave them perspective, she also gave them some company. She gave them some people, right? So another person to try it with them. She gave you guys to cheer them on, you know, to encourage them. She uh, gave them myself and her to be there as the safety people to help them out if they needed it. Then she also gave them some tips. She gave them some practices, right? Like, you know, put your arms out for balance and, uh, you know, grab on when you need to and look straight ahead and, and things like that. So some practices that would help, her, help them be more successful. Now, walking on a slack line, stepping out of our comfort zone is a squirrely, you know, hard place to be, especially at first. It isn't terra firma, but it is kind of fun, right? It's kind of fun. You see, when you realize you don't have to react to be threatened by your comfort zone being taken away, 
and therefore, because that means you're going to step right into a danger zone for yourself, you can, when you don't react that way, you can start prying those two things apart, and you can insert something totally new in between the two of them. You can put a growth zone in between. All right, so you have your comfort zone, you have a, a growth zone, and then your danger zone is out there. And what you'll notice, your growth zone, actually, as you get there, begins to expand your comfort zone, and it takes away from your danger zone, right? Stuff you were afraid of before suddenly because, nah, maybe I can function here because I've got, I've got, what, the perspective, I've got the people, I've got the practices to do something with it. You and I can go beyond our comfort zones without ending up in a danger zone, and that's a really important thing for us to know. Now, to create some space between our comfort zones and danger zones in real life is hard. But those three elements that Heidi used to teach a slack line are the same ones that will help you and me put a growth zone you know, between them for ourselves. A place that will not only, like I said, whittle away at your danger zone, but it'll also grow the places that you feel comfortable and make and create a, a, a growth zone, a place of learning and adapting. So, um, up to last week, we were talking about this dangerous book, right? The Bible. We spent some, what, six weeks talking about this dangerous book. And one of the aspects that we focused on this book were the big themes, the overarching, the uh, you know, red threads that run through the whole Bible and how we use those to interpret the individual stories and so on. Um, rather than the other way around. And one of those big themes that you find when you start reading this book is what I would call, at least in terms of our language today, the road out, right? The road out is one of the big ideas that the Bible wants to give us. In fact, the second book of the Bible, Exodus, is all about the road out. And in fact, the name Exodus literally means the road out, right? Um, and the road out of... Well, you know, in terms of our language today, I would say it's the road out of your comfort zone. The road out of your comfort zone. Now, it isn't only a road out, of course, it's also a road to something. And that road to something would be a road to freedom. It's a road to freedom from being stuck. It's a road to being free to be the person you could be. It's a road to growth. Now, you may know the Bible well enough to know that this road out, the story of Exodus, is the, you know, about the road out of slavery. And you say, well, hold it, slavery doesn't really sound like a comfort zone. You know, so how is that a road out of a comfort zone if they were trying to escape from slavery? And I'd say, well, you know people, don't you? I mean, for something to be a comfort zone doesn't mean that, uh, it doesn't mean that I really like that, that this is my best place to be. Really, our comfort zones often are just places that we got used to. It's familiar. You know it. You, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know kind of thinking. And, and that's what was going on, because people just don't like change. And it's kind of funny. So once Israel finally escapes Egypt, they escape slavery, and they get out in the wilderness on their way to their promised land. It's only a matter of a very short period of time, and this one word keeps popping up like a refrain from a song over and over again. And the word translates as, well, my favorite translation is murmur. The people start murmuring. Some translations use grumble. Some use complain, which I think kind of misses the passive-aggressive side of it all. But, but they, they start complaining. And, uh, you know, 
as it turns out, being out in the wilderness, being out of your comfort zone is hard. It's like the slack line. Listen to these verses from, from Exodus. In the wilderness, the whole community, meaning all of Israel that came out into the wilderness, escaped from um, Egypt, the whole community grumbled against their leaders, Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only, listen to this, if only we had died by Yahweh's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of food and ate all we wanted. But you brought us out into this desert to starve us all to death. I mean, it's a strange place when people say, oh, remember the good old days when we were slaves? I mean, you know, how often do we do that? How often do we deify our, our comfort zones like that? We have to learn how to move across these sorts of things and figure out how to move beyond it, recognizing that growing hurts, it's hard. But if we want to escape those prisons of our comfort zones, we want to grow, it's something we need to learn to do. Now, if you remember those three Ps uh, of perspective, people, and practices that prior danger zone away from your comfort zone, you know, you can start applying those to your own life. These are things that you can use this week, maybe talk about in your groups. What perspectives can help you see beyond your comfort zone? Maybe just knowing, maybe just the knowledge that life beyond my comfort zone maybe isn't so bad. Maybe that's really all you really need. Or maybe the realization that I am spending more energy trying to stay in my comfort zone, protecting myself from all the stuff out there, than it would require for me to adapt to that world out there. So that's perspectives. What about people? Who are the people who can help you live beyond your comfort zone? Who are the people who can guide you, who can support you, who can accompany you on that so that you are able to do hard things? And then finally, what practices can help you safely claim parts of your danger zone as a growth zone? Practices. Last week, um, we talked about three of those practices, if you were here with us. We talked about going beyond what is expected of us, what is easy for us, what is convenient, or what we feel like. We talked about going beyond all those limits, those self-imposed limits, in terms of kindness, in terms of trust, and in terms of thankfulness. Kindness, trust, thankfulness. Three everyday acts, three everyday choices that we can make that can change our lives and the world. Now, I'm not offering those three as the three you know, great practices that will create a, uh, a growth zone for yourself, but just think about those and how we talked about it last week as great examples of how it might work in your life and just how many more practices like it there possibly could be. Take kindness, for example. All those people who threaten your comfort zone, they just rub you the wrong way, you just, you'd rather not be around them. Uh, what would a daily dose of kindness towards those people look like? And what would the exercise of that daily dose of kindness do to you? And maybe your perspective, your feelings towards that other person, and maybe even your perception of that supposed danger zone that you feel that they're pulled you out of how might you be able to see that through that uh, kindness as an invitation rather than a threat? What about trust? Uh, 
If we had more trust in our world, my guess is we wouldn't have so many danger zones, right? Because we would trust what's out there. We would trust that people are with us. We would trust where the world is going. Some things, you know, like climate change, political polarization, equity issues and things like that, these are society-wide. You can't change them. They're in your circle of concern that we talk about, but they're not in your circle of influence, so we feel helpless, and we feel like, how can I trust the world with all these things going on? It is true. These are not things that you alone can change, but you do have agency. Where can you make a difference? both in the world around you and in your own self so that you can deal with the anxiety of living in a world where those things are going on. You know, how can we make those first steps of building trust? You know, and then there are all these other sorts of personal things, like how can you offer your boss opportunities to prove that she, he is more trustworthy for you? Or, you know, how can you perhaps let, uh, you know, let your kids know that um, you can trust me. I know you're going through a lot of stuff right now and I'm here for you. Or kids, how can you help your parents see that you are trustworthy in the decisions and things that you are making right now? You know, I think somehow when we begin to build trust with each other, we begin to dissolve the scary boundary that we feel exists between our comfort zones and our danger zones. Well. The last one we talked about last week was Thanksgiving or gratitude, and I don't think I hardly even need to mention how that can help us deal with our danger zones and defanging them for us. How can you, for instance, be thankful for the things that are safe, that are secure, that you're comfortable with without having to become overly dependent on them? How can you be thankful for your job and the other people that work with you and also accept the fact that things are going to change at work? They're not always going to be doing the things that the way we are doing right now, and I'm not going to like some of that. Parents, how can you be thankful for your kids who are growing and learning to be the person that they need to become at the same time you know you're losing the person that you had gotten used to and maybe you loved very much? And kids, how can you be thankful for your parents you know, who you know are trying to love you even, they, even though they don't quite get you and even though they don't really give you credit for everything that you think you should be getting credit for right now. You know, my question is, can gratitude help you accept things as an invitation to grow rather than, at, rather than as a threat to your comfort zone? So comfort zones are important. We need a place to rest. We need a place to catch our breath. We need a place where we feel competent and we know how to do things. But they are cages when we let them become the limits of our lives, you know, the only places we'll ever go. We need to grow, and to do that, we need some perspective, we need people, and we need some practices. Fabric is here and will always continue to be here, not to maintain any status quo the way you think things have always been, to do what we always did the way we always did it. No, we aren't going to be here for that but we are going to continue to be here as a place of growth. And you know, growth means change, and change means loss, and loss means pain, and pain is hard, but we can do hard things together, right? As fabric, in order to do that, we promise to be a good blend of uncomfortable and comfortable for you. 
because we all need a good mix of the two of those. And we will be with you, helping you to have the perspective of a three-stranded life that matters. We will promise to continue to be with you with people whom you can share, care, trust, and grow with. And we will be here with practices that will help you continue to learn how to deal with all that change in your life, not just in ways you know, that make it tolerable, that, but that make it possible and make it positive, make it good, that deep down kind of counterintuitive, but it makes sense kind of good. Fabric makes that promise for you. So I just want you to pause for a moment. Just relax. Step away from all the ideas and just think about these comfort zones that we all need and we get stuck in and they're really hard. My mind right now goes to people who are thrust out of their comfort zones with no help and they are just stuck in danger zones where they do not have the ability to control it. There is no perspective that makes it okay. They're doing everything they can. They don't have the people they need. They don't have, they're already doing everything they can to survive. I think of the people in civil war torn Sudan. I think of the people still struggling in Syria and Ukraine. And I think about all the families impacted by the train wreck in India and places closer to home as well. And I think about our everyday comfort zones that we're being challenged with. Ones maybe that we should be or don't necessarily need to be, but we are. Whether they're big or whether they're small, it doesn't matter. We have to deal with them and we need support. We need help. We need each other. I also think about, think about our community fabric. As we step into an uncertain future, I hope that we will be able to choose and to see possibility and hope, not just the pain of transition. So let us weave our lives with one another and that which is that calls us from our comfort zones and promises to be with us always. May it ever be so. Thanks for listening. We hope these conversations are helpful and connective. You can find out more about Fabric at fabricmpls.com. There you can find notes from previous conversations and other resources for deepening your relationships with the threads of yourself, others, and that third strand we often call God. You can also find ways of connecting to a group, whether you're in the Twin Cities or not. You can join in supporting this community financially too. It's through the generous giving of people like you that Fabric is sustained. Again, that's fabricmpls.com. Thanks for being Fabric in your unique way.